0: Hello, everyone. Livingstone Ministry. Welcome to another episode. Today, we're going to be talking about watered down Christianity. So, first things first, I want to get off. I got a few notes here. Uh, as children of God, we are commanded to be different. When we choose to sit and partake with proudly unrepentant sinners, we are enabling and saying that what they are doing is okay. We are a holy people, and thus must carry ourselves in such a manner. Now, yes, I know all of us are a sinner; <clears throat> that that fact has never changed. What I'm talking about is, there dare not should be a truly born again Christian hanging out and being best buds with the the leader of an uh, satanic cult. Uh, or sect that opened up here in town. If you go to the New King James Version, go to First Peter, chapter one, verse fifteen. It says, "But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all of your conduct." Here is a quote, and it is from the book, uh, <clears throat> "Legacy of a Pack Rat." By Ruth Bell Graham. Now, I know that sounds silly, but it's talking about our faith. He says, I shook it. I knocked it gently sideways on top of the desk. I licked a piece of paper and wrote carefully in the moisture. I can't tell you why this works, but it usually does. I repeated each procedure without results. Then I carried the pen to the sink, took it apart, and carefully fleshed out the point. Refilling it, I sat down to write. How like me, I thought, with exasperation. I have mugs full of pens on my desk, ballpoints, felt tips, ink pens, even pencils. But for very fine writing, such as notes in the margin of my Bible, I need a rapidograph pen. This pen has a needle-fine point and uses India ink which will not seep through or smear on the thin India paper. How often when God has needed me and I have been clogged up, aka too busy or inundated with things, the necessary giving way to the unnecessary, or I've gone dry. When that happens, I need a shaking up or I need a special cleansing. And I need to be filled and refilled and yet filled again. There have been times when God has patiently and carefully done just that. There have been other times when he has had to pass me over and pick up a pen that was usable. But, unlike a pen, I do have a choice. I can decide whether or not I remain usable. Most Christians like to uh, closely identify themselves with the teaching of this love, quote-unquote, trope. Their speech is riddled with this word, despite them having absolutely no true understanding of what it means. To the human mind, love is accepting of everything and catering to one's wishes, desires, wants, and aspirations. Simply be happy. This is your life. Live your best life now. These, and I'll put in quotations, Christians make Jesus look more like a feel-good hippie. They condone the openly sinful lifestyles of proud dissenters because of this misconstrued idea of love. Love, well, uh, godly love, that is, consists of one wanting God's best for the other. I did not say, notice, I did not say our best wishes. God wills and desires everyone to turn from their ways. So he can bring them rest, peace, and salvation. It is worrisome that these people call themselves Christians. One who attributes themselves to this idea of your truth is your truth, and I'm okay with that, does not have a true and basic understanding of the gift and life that Jesus offers. If your idea of being a Christian is being a pushover and a whiny puppy and a coward, then you have got the wrong idea. Loving godly is a bold and it is a hot love. A love that nudges you and calls for you to change. It challenges you and forces you to have an accountable answer and reaction. It demands response. We do not have to be Bible thumpers to get the message across that Jesus is Lord. Number one, that is evident to anyone and everybody who has eyes, ears, can smell and taste, whatever. Every sense, every fact of your physicality reflects that. The gospel itself is simple to explain. So simple you can draw a quick sketch. Sit there and, 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 and draw yourself across. And an arrow going down. Into the tomb, open tomb, draw an open tomb, an arrow going up. What angers people is the conviction that it brings. They do not hate you or are angry at you, but they blame you because that's what sin human nature does. We cannot expect unbelievers to act like believers. John chapter 15 verse 24. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. John chapter 15 verse 25. But this happened that the word might be fulfilled which is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. We, as Christians, are not called to be advocates to anything other than our identity in Christ. We are to have no opinion That does not derive from God's wisdom. We are not to have any opinion that differs from God's wisdom. For the wisdom of man is folly and pure foolishness. Should your heart line up with anything that has been stated, then I not only wish to speak with you to correct this belief uh, of love that you have, uh, and therefore that will bring us into a conversation of true salvation and who God is, but I also scorn you for daring to have the skin of a sheep but be a wolf leading the ignorant children astray. This love all, feel all, accept all is the most dangerous action known to man. Look at the state of American society now and see how mental decline is at an all-time high. These people have faith, more faith than In 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 ideology, i.e., the that the gender stuff, the I'm sexually attracted to vehicles, and that's normal. No, and yet, despite seeing physical evidence, what more is it to ask? To believe in Jesus when he has not yet manifested himself directly before you. We do not fight against what we can see, but simply what we cannot. And it has always been this way from the beginning. How is it that people can have faith and ideology and yet fail to have faith in other things? You see, the farther we get, you, you know, once it was evolution. Now, now it's it's not even that. We're not even trying to find an answer. Society as a whole doesn't care. They are now gods. They determine what's okay. You are the enemy if you misgender them. You are the enemy if you, uh, if if they're white but they identify as black. I mean, and, and you sit there and you. You're you're an officer filling out their information. And you say, "Oh, it's a it's a, uh, a brown-eyed white male, and therefore you uh, are a criminal because you misraced them." I, and I know that I, I guess I sound crazy, but it but it's very very true. We now have gender confused people, and and they they turned it into a holiday, a celebration. They have turned it into a a ritual, a, a something for everyone to look forward to, like Dr. Seuss Day. Now it's Tranny Day. It's, uh, we're, trannies are going to read to you, uh, to your children, little stories. You know, and, and this isn't a rant against them. But I'm simply saying, you know, when it comes to these so-called Christians who say, you know, if you're an atheist, that's fine. That's what you believe. I know God. I love God. But, um, other people just have other religions and that's okay. I will boldly tell you to your face that number one, you are not a Christian. And number two, you do not know God. All caps. No, that was a short uh, episode, but this is requested. I simply wanted to give a very short, brief, uh, little reference, um, for other people who are more interested in the subject of, of watered down Christianity. Um it, it is very much a huge thing. With the everyone knows about the Sam Smith concert and everything and I you know, all these so-called Christians going on there and, and ranting and raving and you're gonna find that. However, though it is a problem, I think we need to focus less on those types of things they may claim that they know Jesus, and they do not. Because the one thing is for sure, God says it should be all of our desires to, to be like Him, uh, to follow His commandments, and to see others come to Christ. It should bring a tear to your, to your eye, or at least lift up a, a voice within you when, when, an, when another child of God uh, is born. When they get baptized, and, and, and these people, they, they don't do that. They choose Christianity. They sit there and they give gifts to everybody and they, they, you know, they make them happy. and like, Oh, yeah, you know they'll be best friends with, with anybody. See, the problem is, just when it comes politically, you want to choose a side, right? You have to select something one side. You can't just not vote. You lose your right. You select a side, even if you agree with 90% of it. And there's one thing that you don't agree with, and it goes very much against your morals. You don't vote for that person. Because automatically, when you choose a side, you accept and advocate for both the good and the bad. A Christian does not belong in a strip club. Does not belong in in a porn video. Does not belong in a nightclub. Does not need to be getting crunk in the middle of a, of a uh, of a party at three a.m. There are reasons why you don't find those people there. It is not about your best life now. It is not about oh, everyone has different opinions and things like that. No, no. As a Christian, you are solidified in your truth. You, it doesn't matter how far you backslid. It does not matter how deep in sin that you are and and you've become uh, uh, primal. At the end of it all, that faith is most certainly true and that Holy Spirit is within you. You know as a basic fact deep down in your heart that God's way is the only way and that is the one truth. That is the way to life. That is the way to peace. That is the way of true eternal salvation. And one who could be so passive as to preach to the world that it's okay. Be who you want to be, okay? I know Jesus, and Jesus said, love everybody, so I'm going to love you. No, it doesn't work that way. I love you enough to say your life demands change. Or your home is hell. I love somebody in a godly love enough to to know that i don't want them to burn an eternal death, and the thing is it isn't because they they simply deny God because they hate God or anything like that it's simply because they're ignorant, therefore, Christians should be a a a light in the darkness to shine through. Uh, the ignorance, the the, the blindness, and, and through the Holy Spirit, through what Jesus is working through you, be a light to such things. Do not close yourself off. Keep your faith to yourself and instead say, well, you know, if you're a Buddhist, that's okay. You know, I, we all understand. I, I believe in Jesus. That's my thing. You believe in Buddha. That's your thing. You know, that's your God. No, it didn't work that way. If any Buddhists come, I can be friends with a Buddhist, but I cannot have a single conversation about his religion without, number one, explaining that Jesus is still the way, the truth, and the life. I cannot deny. I refuse to deny. And I will absolutely educate anybody and everybody who the Holy Spirit leads me to. And that isn't a boast. That isn't me sitting here ranting. Um, well, technically, I am ranting, but just sitting here ranting on this on this podcast episode what i 'm saying is a good uh, a, a Christian that is good and strong in their faith and very grounded in who, in who they are and where they are in their relationship with jesus that is completely unacceptable, even the most liberal uh, of of Christian denominations and certain churches and things like that ought to know at a very basic minimum that there is one truth. So we water the gospel down, and we water it down, and sometimes make it worse to drink. We taint it. We don't just water it down, but we we taint it. It is no longer drinkable. We no longer become usable when we choose to become useless in our faith. And that's my message for today. Thank you all for listening. And uh, those of you that requested this, I hope this has helped give a little insight into what you're asking. Uh, If not, just let me know and I'll make another episode on it. I'll, I'll break it down even more about that. I love you all. As always, I thank you for your support. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Be safe and God bless you.